three reviews. So, hello, welcome to podcast. This is the review section. You have three reviews. I have eleven. <laughs> That's not much. That's a fucking ton. That's not much. That's nothing compared to me. I have twelve. Yeah, you just said you had three. That was a joke. I was. I'm a little jokester. Oh, you're being a little silly and goofy. Okay, okay. So, uh, yeah, this is a review section. I don't know who wants to start, who wants to do what. We have more, so. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm going to do two back-to-back, uh, because they, it makes sense back-to-back. So this is Chicken Run, yes! and then Chicken Run Dawn of the Nugget. So I've never seen Chicken Run, but... With uh, the second one coming out, I was like, all right, I'll watch the first Chicken Run. Uh, So, Chicken Run 1, the first one, is like mid. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. Um, I think the animation's good, but the story is pretty bland, and it is very forgettable. (laughs) Cause like I I watched it like after like a day after the last podcast, not like the one that's gonna be coming up, but like the one in December, and uh, it's been two weeks and I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember it. Um, a lot of the side characters are kind of pointless. Uh, Mel Gibson <laughs> is in it. He's a rooster, and he is like he's entertaining in it. But, like, most of the characters are so unimportant. There's a guy, he, like, okay, so they're trying to escape a chicken, like, coop. And they're being, like, held by, like, crazy humans. There's, like, a lady who's, like, the main villain who's going to try to up production (laughs) of eggs and stuff. And uh, she has, like, a freaking gravy maker. And they're gonna shove the chickens into it and stuff. Just shove, shove the, the fucking chickens into it. And what ends up happening at the end is they build like a giant like like flying car thing, and they have like bicycles to like power it. And what ends up happening, right? Right, is have you seen it? Oh, no, you've seen no, it. All right. No. So what fucking happens? Okay. They start flying, okay, in this, like, car, and the lady, like, 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 hangs off of, like, some Christmas lights they put onto it, and they cut it off, and she falls into the gravy maker, and, like, the thing explodes, and she's still alive somehow, and then her husband drops a fucking barn door on her and kills her. (laughs) So the explosion <laughs> didn't kill yeah, her, yeah. but the door <laughs> totally did. Yeah, the movie's like well animated, but like it like a, most attempts at humor are not very good, and the villains are very one dimensional. I'd give it like a five, maybe. And then the squeakquel, uh, dawn of the nugget. So they find like a place to live, like a like a utopia for chickens. And the two main characters have a have a daughter now, I guess. And what ends up happening is the daughter like 
wants to she's the adventurous type she ends up getting kidnapped by the lady who get jebated is not dead despite being thrown into a fucking gravy boiler and crushed by a door, she's just fine. <laughs> she's back. In she's town. just fine. <laughs> and she has like a massive factory that's like producing chicken nuggets. Cause that's the the, the, the way of the future. It's chicken nuggets. That's true. It's, <laughs> it's true, it fact. is. It's a fact. So she kidnaps the same chickens as the first one. And so it's the first movie, but again. <laughs> this time with nuggets. This time with nuggets. And what ends up happening is they kill her a second time. <laughs> They're on like a factory line. And there's like a like a bowl thing that's going to like shred them. And they throw her into it. And she gets shredded to death. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> In a PG movie. And the animation, like, doesn't even look as good as the original because they use, like, some CG backgrounds and stuff, and it makes it almost look like Uncanny Valley a little bit. And the characters suck, and the voice acting sucks, and the plot sucks. <laughs> like, most of the animation is fine, but, like, a little bit of it is, like, Uncanny Valley with some, like, CG backgrounds. I would give it, like, a three. <laughs> no I thought it was going to be peak no. are you in the minority thinking it's not peak people don't like the second one but I'm in the minority thinking the first one's mid No, because people like the first one I don't like the first one um, I don't know if you want me to do another one if you want to do one you have 8? I have 11? I have 9 more yeah do another one Fuck. And then okay. I'll go. so the, hopefully this one takes a little bit longer so we can have a discussion I played Wolfenstein, The New Order. I know. A, a nine-year-old game. Finally played it. Um, yeah, free on Game Pass. I've been trying to play it for like a year now. <laughs> I started earlier this year. I did like the first couple of levels, but that just kind of fell off. But I was determined to beat the game, and so I did. And in about two days i beat the whole campaign for the rest of it um i liked it quite a lot actually uh i hate the ending <laughs> and i think the beginning takes a while for stuff to get set up but there's like a solid chunk in the middle where i was having a blast oh yeah the prison break the prison break's really yeah. fun yeah. um like it it does things that i don't know i've never played the original wolfenstein or the remake the first remake of wolfenstein um i don't know any lore if these characters have existed before i don't know any of that but they have they do go into like sci-fi fantasy what the fuck <laughs> they do some like really weird stuff in it like they go to space there's magical artifacts. <laughs> like, they do some weird shit, but they play it off for humor because they know that it's fucking stupid. It, it it takes the, like, idea of, like, what if Nazis took over the world and, like, the idea that a lot of people had in, like, old serials of, like, they took over the world, they have fantastical items that could take, and they could mystical powers. And, like, so there's, like, a ball... 
it like shoots like spikes everywhere and like pulls it stuff in and it like floats in the air on its own and it causes like a bridge to collapse on oh, itself yeah, yeah. and stuff um like the gameplay was a little bit hard to get used to at first because i wasn't used to the lean mechanic but once i learned how to cheese the lean man <laughs> game was fucking fun <laughs> be like being able to just like frame perfect kill people <laughs> through like walls and shit because of the lean it was so fun and the story is, like, kind of dumb. Like, most of the characters you don't care about. There's a relationship you don't care about. Because I was, like, sitting in a wheelchair for 14 years, and then I woke up, and I am perfectly fine. I know how to watch. <laughs> I know how to oh, shoot. Yeah. Yeah, I know right. how to do everything. Yeah. I fell in love with my that's... nurse, and she somehow recognized me fell in love with me immediately and we banged with only knowing each other for about that's a, a gary a day a, a gary stew he's <laughs> a bj blaskowitz is a mary's gary he's stew gary stew. gary stew um so yeah the story's really fun the the nazis are so comical i kind of love them yeah yeah, <laughs> I yeah kind no. of love them right <laughs> There's, like, a clearly gay man who's, like, in a romance with a lady. His name's, like, like Led or something really stupid. And, like, just Death's Head is such a great villain. Because he's just, like, the most comical fucking evil guy ever. He's an evil Nazi scientist. Evil Nazis. <laughs> bald Nazi scientist. And, like, this game's, like, really dark. Like, you see, like disturbing shit like you're you're in a concentration camp you know like that like the opening where like they do have like the viking thing where like the backs like folded out oh. and they're like hanging over like benches and stuff or you just you hear screams in the background of people like getting up brutally like assaulted and stuff like it's kind of graphic so like it almost fuels you more to want to absolutely obliterate the Nazis. <laughs> I think that's the goal. <laughs> I, yeah. I, like, some of the bosses are, like, mid. Like, there's two bosses at the end that I can think of that are interesting. If not, like, like I cheesed it. <laughs> so there's a boss that takes up the entire map. He, it's fucking massive. It's like a giant mech. That's like a tripod from War of the Worlds. <laughs> it's like, and it, it shoots like massive lasers at you and a shit ton of missiles. And all I had to do was just sit <laughs> in a fucking vent. <laughs> just shoot at it. And that's it. That's all I had to do. I just had to shoot its eye and then shoot the missiles. Then I had to go under it, shoot it, and it died. Like, it's an easy boss fight. But, like, it's not supposed to be. Like, you're supposed to be getting fucking annihilated by this thing. But just sat in a bed, in a, in a hole, and just like, shot at it. I got to the part where they killed the... Well, they didn't... Where they... The ro the robot whacked that one evil lady to into oh, the Oh, yeah. And then that's where I stopped. Oh, did, did you not even finish the mission? I didn't even finish... I don't even think I finished the mission. Damn, what stopped you? 
I just stopped. Oh. <laughs> I th- like I thought it was just so boring. I uh I think the middle gets better. Like I don't know if it's like the difficulty. I started on medium and I was still getting my ass handed to me. I think I was on medium at the end. I don't know if I lowered it. I, d- I think I was on medium still. I don't think it's the. Or diff- I'm just gonna say I'm on medium, <laughs> so I, I can feel better about my. I don't think it's skills. difficulty. I think for me the game focused way too much on stealth, and the stealth is really bad. <laughs> I don't think there's that much stealth. I remember there being a lot of stealth when I played it. I mean, and it presents itself as like a Call of Duty shooter, but like it isn't. Because like you should run and gun, but like you ooh, you no. shouldn't run. You and gun. should <laughs> absolutely not run and gun. It's one of those like cover shooters kind of because like if you're not moving they can surround you and kill you but if you are moving they don't miss <laughs> so you're yeah. just gonna get shot so it's 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 a balance almost like that's what the leans for I, to I, be able to catch people like before they get to you so you can like stay in cover but you do have, like, power slides and stuff. I, I, I just think the thing that just didn't suck me in was the gameplay. I just... I just couldn't... Yeah, I just couldn't get into it. I I, just, I did enjoy the gameplay quite a lot. I'll, I think that's the thing that kept me going. I'll have honest. to go back and try it, but... Because, like, the story's not it. <laughs> yeah, maybe like, the story's focused, dumb, maybe, yeah. and it's, like, funny, but it's the gameplay that kind of kept going. Because I played it a long time ago. Like Didn't when... you give me a copy for the PS3? I think so, yeah. Yeah, that's... No, no. Oh. Um, and, like, I didn't utilize all of my stuff, and that's what was, like, killing me. Because, like, there's a weapon wheel. I didn't even know there was, but if you hold down, like, the, the, the bumper, there's, like, a whole weapon wheel and that I just didn't fucking recognize. Because, like, I, I thought there was, but I didn't know how to do it. So I'm like, oh, maybe it's just for that mission... And every mission just spawns me in with, like, just, like, a regular weapon, and I pick up stuff from there. But what I realized is, like, you collect weapons throughout the game, and you can keep them all in your weapon wheel. And I was just fucking dumb. There's a weapon wheel? (laughs) Yeah. I don't remember there being a weapon wheel. Like, you can pull out, like, assault rifles, snipers, shotguns, pistols, lasers... Like, I there's just, a ton of stuff, and I just completely blanked on it. I, I thought there was only two weapons you could carry at a time. Like there is, but you can pull it. from, like, ten. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, cause I was I just, just dumb. The whole, I just, like, rocked dual-wielding the semi-automatic shotgun the whole time. Well, that's, I thought it was badass. Well, that is badass. <laughs> so, okay. The ending. You kill Death's head. He's in a mech. And he fucking lasers you. Like, you have to, like, overcharge on your health just to get anywhere. Because if you have, like, your regular health, you're going to get fucking lasered and die. <laughs> like, uh, he is an absolute bastard. I do know the ending because in the trailers, they quite literally spoil it for Wolfenstein 2. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. He, <laughs> yeah. you fight Death's Head, and you... I fought him, like, a lot. Like, it took me several tries. <laughs> because I thought you had to use certain weapons. Because, like, I was shooting him and nothing was happening. So I thought I needed, like, grenades or lasers to do it. But then I saw people who just shotgunned him a ton and won. I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> oh, my That's God. That's the best way to kill a Nazi. <laughs> I was like, God damn it. But 
what ended up happening in the story, okay, you you think you take him out, and you have him at gunpoint or whatever, and then he pulls out a fucking grenade and explodes you both. I think he dies, or it leaves it ambiguous, and you are like all shredded up, and they're like, can we nuke the place, Boscovich? Can we nuke the place? And like, your lady friend is like escorting all the prisoners out and stuff, and you say like, drop it. Cut to credits. There's not even like an aftermath. You don't see any characters. He says, drop it, and then the credits kick in. <laughs> like that's how like abrupt it is. So I'm like, what? <laughs> that's how it. I thought I missed something. I thought I clicked a button and I missed something. So I look it up. Nope, that's how it ends. He just says, drop it. And then the credits roll. And you're like, what? <laughs> you, you don't know if he... Okay, okay. okay. You <laughs> did, like... I did look it up for the second one. So I did spoil myself a little bit. He doesn't die in a fucking nuke explosion. <laughs> he doesn't die. He dies later when he gets decapitated. <laughs> And he gets his head attached to, like, a robot. And he becomes, like, an exoskeleton, like, Terminator guy. Like, what? <laughs> I also saw that scene where he becomes an... That scene where he becomes a... That's fucking awesome. Like, that's that badass. It's just really dumb. Awesome. <laughs> it's, like, really dumb. Um... The, the, I'm, I'm telling you, the scene where it happens is fucking awesome. Okay, okay. <laughs> I've I've seen I've seen a couple clips of Wolfenstein too. It looks... The only clip I've seen is the the funny one, where it's Hitler and he's like making a movie about himself or something, and the guy, he's like getting interrogated. He's like, no, I'm I'm from Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> unloads around on him. It... Yeah, God, this seems so. I think Wolfenstein Two ends on a cliffhanger too. But they're not gonna fucking resolve. Well, because doesn't Young Blood take place afterwards? Yeah, it takes place after. So BJ's an old guy, and he has daughters. And you play with his daughters. You play as his. Because <laughs> um, I. <sighs> yeah, but they have. Accents. I'm currently on Old Blood. I'm doing Old Blood right. Now. Is it a prequel? It is a prequel, and his voice sounds different, and it's throwing me off. <laughs> Because, like, his internal voice sounds the same, but he doesn't talk out loud during a mission. Oh. So when he's, like, yelling out loud, it sounds different. So I'm like, what the fuck? younger BJ Blaster Like, barely! It's like... The, do, you, yeah. do you see how this ties into the Doom universe now? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. BJ is, like, his great-grandpa or something like that. Okay. <laughs> I don't... I don't know. B.J. Blaskowitz. B.J. Blaskowitz. Oh, speaking of timelines, though, because there's two of them in the game. Oh, yeah. You save your commander. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or you save the young private. Um, Barely anything changes from what I've gathered. No. The only thing that changes is, like, there's a line of dialogue from the old guy... He's like, you should have saved the young guy because, like, I'm old and I'm going to fucking die soon. <laughs> like, there there should have been young blood in it and you didn't do it or whatever. And then you have, like, a lady that, like, 
say schizophrenic and she like writes numbers and equations and that's different from the timeline where you save the young guy because you get like a guy that like plays the guitar I th- that's the oh, that's the only difference <laughs> I, th- I think it's i don't think it's like meant to have like a difference i think it's just there for a narrative purpose to like sort of make make the nazis you know evil and and also add some sort of guilt to bj because he, he had a choice but he, he chose this person but maybe that other person uh, some sort of narrative tool that that's what i'm gathering at least yeah i'm not gonna play it again (laughs) to do to do the other time i'm just gonna keep going you know i don't even think it matters in the second one from what i heard too i i just remember choosing the guy with the least annoying accent i chose the guy (laughs) with the funny accent (laughs) by jay blaskovit oh you should publish it oh it's yeah it's right um no the guy with the funny accent i picked him (laughs) i picked him um the game's fun. There's a lot more collectibles than I thought. There's, like, health upgrades that I just couldn't find. Like, I wasn't trying to find them at first, but in the latter half, I was trying to find them, and I only found one. So I think you can get up to, like, 180 in health, and I was at, like, 120. So I, like, kicked myself in the shin during the final fights, where I had, like, barely any health, and I was getting fucking lasered. Do you get why it's a critical hit now? I didn't when I played it. But yet again, I was a dumb kid. I was like 12 I years did old, enjoy it. So. The ending's dumb and like the... See, I like the setting a lot. I just feel like... Well, like I don't know how to describe the, the feeling that I have. But like that opening when you're invading his lair and like it's still World War II but you have like the blimps... And, like, you have all the crazy experiments and stuff, like... Cyber dogs? Or like, I that. loved that. I think it just kind of became, like, a regular shooter as it progressed. Like, the theming and, like, the, the, the vibe that that first mission gave off kind of dissipates as you keep going. Because, like, you go to space or you go to, like, a temple with hidden magic artifacts or... Like, even when you go back to Deathhead's lair, it doesn't feel as, like, Nazi-y. Like, like comic, comical Nazi stuff is, like, that original first level did. That was the vibe I was kind of hoping for, and it just kind of didn't really happen any afterwards. I mean, it looks like the second one has more of it. That's what I'm hoping for. Because I just, I don't know, I love that vibe. I don't know why... Of just like an alternate history where the Nazis win. That's always such an interesting concept in alt history, especially in like modern alt history. It's like, what if the Nazis won? And like you just like I feel like that concept just well, more wasn't of, like the, the the vibe wasn't utilized. It's more well. of what happened if World War Two was extended even longer and the Nazis won. Yeah. That's what it's more of. But uh no. I think I'd give it like a seven, maybe an eight. I'm not sure. I'll, I'll have to see how it sits with me. B- but. BJ has a nostalgia for an Amer- for flipping burgers. <laughs> he wants to be an American dad. True. When he's like dying, he has like a like a, a scene where he's like with his wife, and he's like on like a like a like a chair. He's like lying back drinking a beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he he imagines fifties America. He's like, God, I want that. You think, God, it, you I think want it's that. satirical? I, it could be very satirical. <laughs> like, 
at the end, he's not. He doesn't care about saving lives. He just wants to flip burgers <laughs> and have a hot exotic wife <laughs> that he barely knows. Oh, I that relationship irks me because like it's. She just goes along with it. It's so weird. I've, She's just like, God, this dude's fucking hot, and they just fuck like right away. I've, like, I've seen it in. I've seen it, it's it's a. I've seen it before in games. The, the Metro Two and Three have it. It's just a romance that's just forced. Well, like and, it's throughout the whole game, but you don't feel anything for it. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. they're just like they're in a relationship, guys. There's totally chemistry here. When all he does is, like, talk quietly, and then she barely talks at all. Like, wow, what a terrific chemistry. It's just fan service. They, there's a hot lady, and you're a main character? Bang! Like, there's a scene where, like, she's giving him, like, instructions on, like, stuff to do, and there's, like, there's one more very important mission. <laughs> and it cuts to them trying to find where they are. And then they hear him fucking in a back room. And I'm like, you're joking. Oh my god. It's so cringe. Like, the only romance they can come up with is just them having sex. Instead of, like, actually having, like, conversation or chemistry in any way. They're just like, oh, they're in a relationship, guys. They bang. <laughs> like, come on. It's like, that's really lame. Maybe their maybe their romance gets... What's her name again? Anya. That's oh, yeah. her name. Oh, B.J. I'm just gonna look up. Wolf and Stein romance sucks. <laughs> it's true. It's true. What does it say? Yeah, yeah, Most of yeah. People yeah. agree. <laughs> they fucking it, it sucks. Oh, yeah. good. I'm not the only. One. Oh no, this guy says it's pretty realistic because they both took advantage of each other in a moment of pleasure and happiness and took it off from there. I don't know. That makes no fucking sense. It's, it's romance ass. <laughs> romance is ass. That's all I gotta say. Anywho. 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 I give like a 7, maybe an 8. I'm not sure. We'll see. We'll see. It's 7 or an 8. So now you've got... I I saw... I'm gonna do a movie. Um, I saw uh, the Christmas Story sequel. Not the... Not the one that's... Christmas Not Christmas, story too. but a Christmas story Christmas. Oh, does that have like the original guy in it? Yeah, it does. Um, so I'm not a big fan of a Christmas story. True. <laughs> I know that's like literally me. I know it's like fucking treason, but like I, I've never been, <laughs> even as a kid, and it's just been sort of just shoved into my life, and I just had to deal with it. You know, that's like something we could maybe talk later once all the reviews are done but like 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 the the christmas movie like bible yeah that's a part of it and i skip that chapter every time i don't like it like i never saw it as a kid everyone was like a christmas story was so funny the leg and they're like wheezing it's so funny so then we finally see it in like high school because like we we had nothing to do so we just watched it and i was like bored out of my mind I did not like it. And I'm just like, this is what you guys were, like, on about? What? <laughs> like, I'm I, so confused. I, I, I think I think the sequel just establishes exactly why people like it, and that's just because they watched it as kids. Because oh. that's what the sequel is. It's just nostalgia bait. That's Real. all it is. <laughs> Real. That's all it is. It's, it has the same... It's The Force Awakens, but again. 
True. Except it has all the cast. They go back to the house. They have to celebrate Christmas with his kids now. Is there a fucking leg lamp? There's no leg lamp. Oh. Um, the, Guys, uh, it's not exactly the same. There's no leg the, lamp. No, the, there were some funny parts, though. Cause he's, he's like just, ironically funny. No, like, like like funny. They're they're like so he's he's he has to write about his father's death in the news, and then he's also trying to be a writer or whatever. It's kind of whatever. I don't really care. But what yeah. he does is he has to go he, he has to go clear his mind, you know, clear his mind. So what he the narration is what gets it. But I don't remember what the narration joke was. But the point is his breath of fresh air is just going to the bar. <laughs> get drunk. That's, that's, oh, it's, okay. Okay. And uh there's another part where his his uh the the star breaks at the Christmas tree, so he has to go get a star, but you know it's Christmas, so everywhere's closed. So he breaks into the bar and steals <laughs> the it, it's not the, the 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 star, but it's like a it's a it's it has the beer on it. It's, it's it's a it's a it, yeah it's it's a, it's a beer it's a beer thing, and then he gets arrested by a cop for breaking in, and it's the bully, because he's a good guy now. Oh. And it's like this tension. It's like Spider-Man Home. It, no, it's more like Taxi Driver, with the with the with the rearview camera. You know, oh. looking back and forth, going back and forth. And it's supposed to build up tension, like, oh, is he gonna arrest him or not? But you already know what's gonna happen. He's just gonna drop him off at his house. Bad. <laughs> it's pretty, like, it's pretty bad. But I, I'm not gonna lie. There were some, like, the, the, the jokes that, the the parts that at least my family laughed at were the dumb jokes. For real. <laughs> I laughed at the good jokes, like the bar one. That one was funny. <laughs> <laughs> but all the they usually just laughed at like the callbacks of the original or funny physical comedy of people almost fucking dying. For real. That was That's why people love Home Alone. It's like haha, that guy fucking died. Well, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think I gave it like a like a like a like a I gave it a three, yeah. I'll just I'll stick with the three. I'll I, yeah, I do not. Just I don't even recommend the first one. <laughs> Real, because there's like the sequel, and then there's like the Christmas Story Live with like Matthew Broderick, I think. And then there's a Christmas Story Two. No, that's what I was saying. There's okay. two, and then there's yeah. Live, and then now there's this one. Yeah. A Christmas Story Christmas. This is also a shit name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, shoot. I forgot to mention it feels like a C- it feels like a Hallmark movie, but <laughs> real. Alright, I'm gonna do one in like thirty seconds. Okay, so this one is Leave the World Behind. Sam Esniel, Mr. Robot Guy. He made a movie with some people in it and I tried watching it and I cried. It was so fucking boring. Nothing happened. Like it was like a thriller that led to nothing. And the ending is so funny because, like, I didn't I didn't know what was going on the entire time. <laughs> I was like, wait, what's happening? And, like, I, I have a rule where, like, if you're, like, bored, it's okay to, like, skip ahead a little bit just to, like, you know, get past the boring shit. So, like, I skipped ahead a couple of times and I didn't know what was going on any time. So I got to the end and they're all, like, gone. I don't know what happened. So then there's, like, girl, this girl, and she, like, grabs the series, like, the like a disc of Friends. 
and she sits down and starts watching the last episode of Friends, and then it cuts to credits, and then the Friends theme song plays at the end, over the credits, and I'm like, wait, why is she watching Friends? What's going on? It reminds her of her lover or something. It's a kid. The movie. (laughs) Reminds her of her mother. Sorry. Dude, so no one told no you sense. life was gonna be this way. Gunshots. <laughs> yeah. And then you it's hear the gunshots. No, like you hear, gunshots. you hear, you hear, you hear, you hear the, fucking... you hear her kicking the stool. No. As she no. fucking hangs no. herself. She's like, she's like sitting on the ground. I don't know. No. It made no sense. I didn't get it at all. I'd give it like a two. Because <laughs> like it was directed kind of okay from like oh, yeah yeah whatever, but it's like a two. It's fucking ass. So now. Ferrari. <laughs> it's a movie that exists. This is your intro into the Ford, the Ford v. Ferrari cinematic universe, correct? I did watch Ford v. Ferrari. Oh, I did watch it. But, and this is the prequel. <laughs> this is totally the prequel. Uh, so, Jake, who was on the podcast, he was in town, and I was like, pick a movie. We're going to go see it. Just, just pick one. I don't care what it is. Even if it's one I've seen, pick a movie. He's like, let's go see Ferrari. And I'm like, all right. So we watched it, and it was so mid. <laughs> right? Ferrari is the story of the guy that invented Ferrari and how he's a shitty person. <laughs> Neat. Every biopic ever. Every biopic ever. So, like, Either he he's a good or has, a good like, a person. wife, and, like, his son dies, but he has a lover... And then he has a son with the lover. And he gets away with it. He pulls. He is indecent. And he gets away with it. He gets away with it. Giga chat. I was I was him. <laughs> he was literally me. So the movie is like just so boring. And like it deals with like the internal politics of Ferrari. Like, we're running out of money. We need to go get like bought out by someone so we can sell more cars but he's like stubborn and he just talks about fucking nothing the entire movie and he's like when we win the race we'll get to do the whatever and then like it's all built up to this race and i'm i'm gonna be serious i'm pretty sure i was falling asleep like i'm pretty sure i closed my eyes at some point during the movie it was it's the bad kind of mid it's the bad kind of mid however i woke up at the perfect time so i woke up to his wife like yelling at him and that's funny (laughs) and it cuts to a scene of a family that's like like the race is happening throughout italy right and they're like oh yeah let's go see like they're gonna drive down our street so them and their neighbors go to the side of the road and one of the cars goes by and it's fine a second car comes by the tire okay runs over a rock and it pops the wheel, and it, like, spins, and it fucking, like, launches itself at a telephone pole. And then it falls down, and it kills, like, everyone <laughs> that was standing at the side of the road. So you see a scene where people are getting their fucking bodies cut in half, and, like, limbs are getting severed and shit. Because a car at, like, a hundred miles an hour is plowing through them. And it's the funniest scene I've ever seen. It was the most, like, you see kids fucking die. And I'm like, holy shit. (laughs) Like, like, what a left turn. (laughs) Like, 
like like the movie had some swears but it was like so like not aggressive at all just to cut to a scene of people getting fucking plowed over and dying and you see like the race car drivers like top half is like several feet away from the car like he just fucking gets like severed in half and like it's so funny <laughs> I is this based off of a real event? It's based off a real event. What's the event called? Like, it was so funny. I was like, holy shit. Ferrari movie people die. Killing 11 people. Okay. Uh, Mile Maliga. Millie Maliga race? Yeah, I'm pretty sure this was the last year it happened because all those people fucking died. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> people fucking died. Oh my oh, god! Showing the car. Yeah, it probably makes sense. You're not gonna find images of corpses <laughs> on the sideline. <laughs> I'd have to go on Reddit to find it, or Twitter. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> but no. That scene caught me off guard, and it's the funniest scene of the year. Because <laughs> the music stops, and you just hear their screams as they're getting fucking ran over. And I'm like, that's hilarious. What does that have to do with the movie? <laughs> <laughs> no! Like, because so, like, he's, like, planning on, like, winning this race so he can, like, get investors. So he sends cars out on this race and he's like cheating he's like five cars in the race but it was a ferrari car that hit the rock and like oh. completely killed a shit ton of people um and like wait so he hit the telephone people and then hit a bunch no no of so like he hits the rock he's like hits something and he launches into a telephone pole and when he's dropping down it hits a shit ton of people and kills them all <laughs> all right. Oh, it's and Adam Driver is so miscast because all he does is just stare. <laughs> like he shows up to the scene of the accident. There's like bodies everywhere, and like ambulances are coming by, and he's just like, <laughs> he's got sunglasses on. Just it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is, motherfuckers. When your car kills eleven people. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, but the movie ends, like, he just gets away with it. Because, <laughs> like, he didn't sabotage the car. Like, the car, like, hit a rock. So he was, like, like not culpable, I guess. And, like, he just raises his son. And, like, there's, like, a scene at the end where he's like, I'm going to show you your brother. And, like, his son dies. It's Ford. Oh. <laughs> like it was so mid that scene saves it like I'm so serious like the movie's like like the sound design's cool I guess the mixing's like a little loud at some like completely nonsensical points but like the movie's like eh Adam Driver's not great I did like Penelope Cruz in it 
but that scene is so funny that it completely saves the movie from being bad to mid. <laughs> like, I'd say that's like a 5 out of 10, and two points of that is because of the car scene. <laughs> so, what's the post credit scene? And what is, how does it tie into Ford v. Ferrari? Uh, it technically doesn't. Which it's is marketed as a prequel. It's marketed as a prequel. So why would I watch it if it's not connected to to the real life events? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Uh, it's like a five, I guess. What did Jake think of it? He liked it more than I did. <laughs> he thought Adam Driver was good, and I'm like, well, I, you know, <laughs> you know, it's up to you, I guess. It's up to you. I my favorite por- portrayal that Adam Driver had was in uh in Black Klansman. For no particular reason. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. I should watch that. It seems like a funny movie. And that's Spike Lee, right? Yeah. I haven't seen a yeah. Spike Lee movie. Literally. <laughs> I've only seen one of his movies, and it was his latest movie. Uh, Duff Five Bloods. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's it. Yeah. I should. I own a couple of his movies, but I just haven't seen it. Um. So now... Oh, which one should I do? I think I'm going to talk about Wonka. I think I want to talk about Wonka. Uh, so I watched Wonka, and it was pretty great. I liked it a lot, actually. The trailer's not very good. I was not super excited to it for it, sorry. But then the good reviews came out, and people were like, yo, this shit's peak. <laughs> and I'm like, huh, maybe I should have never doubted the Paddington guy. Yeah. <laughs> so I watched it, and I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. Um, it was, like, a lot of the songs are super, like, upbeat. Like, I don't know why I expected something darker. I really couldn't tell you why. Like, not, like, dark, like, Arvin. Well, but, like, I think it, about, like... In concept, Willy Wonka is pretty dark. Because, like, I think about, like, well, every single time they've adapted the movie, the town's a shithole. And then there's just the factory, and like the Oompa Loompas are slaves, and the, stuff like immigrants brought over to work for less. Yeah, like that's like I was like, like it's that's a pretty dark concept, but the movie tries to explain the Oompa Loompa thing. So like he, the plot's kind of dumb. So he shows up to this town because he makes chocolate, and he's like a magician or whatever. And he's not allowed to, because the town is run by the chocolate cartel. (laughs) And, like, (laughs) the three people, like, the three corporations that run the town, yet we only see the CEOs, and they're very active. You'd think they'd be doing business stuff, but they're just, like, being conniving (laughs) the whole movie. Uh, But they end up uh, being just, like, they're funny villains, it's like best villains. Best villain. No, like I just like they have a gimmick where like one of the guy like starts throwing up whenever someone mentions poor people. <laughs> so it's like, well, the poor, <laughs> and just fucking vomiting. It's like really funny, but yeah, he shows up to whole chocolate and he's not allowed to, and he needs a room to stay in. So he shows up to this inn, and he doesn't read the contract, and he gets basically turned into a slave for them. And he ends up breaking them all out, 
And, like, the whole movie is just, like, pretty fun. It's very breezy. Um, it looks great, too. Like, I was worried some of the CG would be weird. And some of it's, like, a little weird with, like, some, like, less than savory-looking chocolate stuff. But for the most part, it looks, like, really solid. Like, just the texts around it are very well done. Like, it, it felt tangible, thankfully. It's better than the Tim Burton one. <laughs> the Tim Burton one looks like a CG hell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah. It, it, it looked really good, and the movie's very breezy. I didn't see Timothy Chalamet as Wonka being very good when it was announced. But when the movie happened, he's just, like, his, he's so charming. So he's just able to pull off a role that inherently is, like, really, like, quirky and really weird. But, like, he pulls it off with, like, a sincerity that I think Johnny Depp couldn't. Yeah. You know? Like, I think he does a very good job as Wonka. I think most of the side characters are kind of mid. There's, like, a girl that's given significant importance, but she couldn't act. She could sing in the songs that she was in, but she couldn't act. <laughs> um, yeah, The plot ends up being, like, a traditional, like, second act low point. They're, like, they, they, uh, they sabotage his opening of his no. store and so they're like we'll let them go and you have to leave forever you can never sell chocolate again and he's like well i'm helping them i guess i'll leave and then they rig the boat that he's on to kill him <laughs> to fucking explode <laughs> um so he ends up uh leaving swimming back and they break out the girl because, like, they want her to stay, like, a slave, I guess. I can never explain. Because, like, she is, like, the niece of one of the chocolate people, I guess. And he doesn't want his, like, like heir or whatever to, to be this, like, kid. <laughs> so, she, like, they try to, like, hide it in the fucking cellar somewhere so my biggest gripe is probably the importance on the kid and she can't act she's an important character because she's the one that gives like wonka like inspiration and she's supposed to have this like emotional moment at the end where she meets her mom and it feels not very like lighthearted. it just it sort of feels like oh that's the thing that happened <laughs> All right, moving on. But no. Oompa Loompa. Funny. <laughs> Funny. So he is, like, barely in the movie, but when he shows up, he's a, he's, he's really funny. He had the one cringe joke in the trailer, too, that I didn't really like. Ah, uh, which one? It was the flute one or whatever. Oh, when he starts dancing. Yeah. 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 Well, he actually does that to jabate him to steal Wonka's chocolate. Yeah, there's probably more context. <laughs> So, yeah, like, Wonka showed up to their island and stole their chocolate oh, nuts. So, he's, so a... he's, like, trying to steal all the chocolate back. Oh, so Wonka is a bastard. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, because they play him as dumb. Like, he didn't know. But they're like, you stole our shit, <laughs> so we're gonna steal our stuff back, asshole. And he milks a giraffe. Wonka milks a giraffe. In the movie. Um, it was really weird. It was really weird. 
Um, and they had a song. About milking giraffes? No, like in the same room where he was milking a giraffe. It was like really weird. But the songs are bops. Like some of them stayed in my head for a while. Um, the ending, he he uh, he gives the Oompa Loompa the last chocolate. And the Oompa Loompa saves their lives from drowning in liquid chocolate. <laughs> and he ends up agreeing so like the deal they make is like he's imagining like this factory and it's like bringing together like elements from the 70s one more than the yeah well, that uh, makes sense <laughs> one. so like he's like imagining like this factory built in this castle and you're just seeing like elements from the original Willy Wonka story and he ends up, like, making a deal with the Oompa Loompas that they get chocolate if they work for him. So they try to make it so it's like, oh, no, it's a deal, guys. It's definitely not slaves. <laughs> definitely not slaves. They're not genetically engineered slaves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They do, like, because the last song in the movie is, like, World of Imagination. But he can't sing as well. Or like that song as well as Gene Wilder. It sounds weird. But no. I like the movie. Has some problems with it. But I think it's like fun. It's better than the Tim Burton one. <laughs> like I'd rather watch this infinitely than the Tim Burton one. <laughs> Do you think there will ever be a day where they reboot? Again? Yeah. Oh, instead of like a prequel? Yeah. Like See, I feel like there might be a sequel to this one because of how well it's doing. I don't know what the story would be, but they would definitely find something. I think Paul King would be a good director for just a another Wonka. Oh, like just like the original one? Because like I think if they rebooted it, they'd have to keep Timmy. Yeah. Just like they retell the story. I don't know. Because I hear like the original story is like dark. It's like darker than any of the movie versions. So I'm like, I don't know what is in that story, but like... I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I think we just need more Paul King, honestly. I really want him to do Superman. Real. Like, not not even, like, no action. Just just funny Lex Luthor getting, doing shenanigans. British Lex Luthor. Shan hooligans. Because, <laughs> yeah, I... I don't know. Like, this movie just seems super fun. I, I just, it was just, very charming. I, I, I think that's like I haven't seen anything, but from what I've seen from his movies, they just seem really, really awesome. And I should, I should watch. Oh, it. Yeah, I gotta see Paddington's now. No, I had fun. I liked it a lot. I gave it like an eight, like a low eight, like a soft eight. It was still like an eight. I liked it. I don't know if you want me to do one more. I just did two. Oh, you're five. One, two, three, four, five. Yep. Oh, fuck it, why not? Um, so pretty much I got a... Yeah, um, I, I got a 2023 game. An indie. Um, it's a roguelike. So I'm like, oh damn, I like roguelikes. It, it's, a, it's Death Must Die. It is a mixture between Vampire Survivors and Hades vampire survivors with the different characters that you can play as and then what it takes from hades is the inventory and like the bosses i know hate uh, vampire survivors has bosses but i feel like hades probably has more emphasis on it yeah like the 
like the bosses in Hades are like more prevalent. Yeah. Like they have like the health bar. They've got like the different phases and stuff. Yeah. Like so, like a vampire survivor's boss is just the same thing as spongy. a regular enemy. Yeah. But spongy. it's just spongy. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I don't know what else there is to to, to say. Uh, Hades. Is is, it, <laughs> is it abilities you get from leveling up? So, uh oh fuck it's been a while so okay um hades you have like you up you you have you only have one weapon to start with yeah, yeah the farther you go the more like weapons you get yeah yeah and you, you keep those weapons for the next you run. keep all the weapons but you can only have one weapon oh, okay. so like you have like like, at the start of a run, you're like, okay, pick your weapon. And there's upgrades for each weapon. There's, like, different abilities you get throughout the game by, like... I'm not even sure how you got those abilities. I'm trying to remember. But you do end up getting abilities, like, get an extra life, or you deal this amount of damage, or you have, like... Like, you have resistance to this kind of, like, attack, or whatever. But you, you collect those, and... There's, like, permanent upgrades also. Hades is, like, a lot of stuff in Hades. But it, uh, it's been a while, so I'm, I can't remember it super well. But it, it's it's fun. Like, I don't know what exactly they pulled from Hades. Um, from well, they, they have, yeah, the inventory thing. But instead of just one weapon, it's, you know, weapons and rings and armor and all that stuff. And then there's different classes, obviously, because they took inspiration from Vampire Survivors with the characters and the XP growth. And the chests. Um, yeah, so you can't... You can only... Do you do like, more than just move your mouse? Like, do you actually, like, play Yeah, you, you actually have to click. And there's dash, too, with space. I oh, yeah, no, that's, that's, yeah, that's... Essential that, to Hades. <laughs> yeah, that's Hades also. And then it's abilities instead of weapons that you get from chests and leveling up. So there's, like... There's pretty much what the game is, the story at least, is just a bunch of gods want to kill death and make sure death doesn't happen. Well, they just they just hate death, <laughs> so you have to kill death. Obviously, I'm not there yet. And you have all the you know. There's like the goddess of fire, the goddess of frost, time and fate, which is you know the, the three sisters, the, the witches or whatever. And they have different abilities. Like fate just gives you like buffs, like more attack damage, faster attack speed, and yeah. And then there's also dash attacks. Like, you can leave a trail of fire when you dash, or turn into a ball of lightning when you dash. Um, yeah, that that's very Hades. Like, your aura, like, gives stats. Like, like you can, like, chain attacks in Hades. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if you have, like, electro-fied aura, you, like, hit a guy and then swing yeah. runs through people, or, like... Yeah, that's very hades I, I, I So, one of the characters she she's like a fireball lady and i got like the ice fireball so it like bounces and then it freezes and it has a chance of bouncing twice and then pretty much i got another buff from i think the time guy that increases your attack speed and i got chain lightning and pretty much i just was pretty much set just that it sure. was kind of ridiculous um there's not too much to the game yet because it like just came out and they plan on adding more which does kind of kind of suck i was hoping for more of a full package um but also i have an issue with the random leveling up thing 
Because, like, I feel like it's really hard to get builds. Because you'll just have one build that just fucking sucks. Because all you get is, like, fire. And you don't get any of the other... You don't get any of the other god powers or whatever. Sure. It's like, death is, like, overpowered because it, like, heals you. But, like, I've only gotten her, like, the daughter of death, I should say. You only get her abilities, like, twice. I've only gotten hers, like, twice. Even to level up the abilities I already have, I've only gotten her twice. Yeah, that's the the only thing I, I think they should probably add more of. And levels, too, because I'm already getting bored of the one level they have. Um, yeah, there's not really too much to the game. It just makes me want to try Hades, because I really liked it. And a lot of the reviews said it's a lot like Hades. And Hades, I think, is on sale, I think, on Steam. Hades is so fucking good. I mean, I, I loved what I played from this, and if it's a lot like Hades, but Hades is like ten times better and has more content, then I'll probably end up liking Hades. <laughs> Just slightly. Dude, Hades is like... It's one of those games... Where you fuck up, and you're like, okay, just one more run. And then you fuck up, and like, okay, maybe just one yeah. more run. It just constantly sucks you back in. Like, I got to, like, Hades. I was on the third phase, and I was so fucking close, and I fumbled. I fumbled! And I just, I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't handle it. I was like, nah! <sighs> Absolutely. It, it, I fumbled. It, 100%. I, uh, in, in my research, I've also seen clips of Returnal, and I kind of want to play Returnal, too, because it looks fucking nuts. <laughs> it's one of those games where, like, we were trashing it because we didn't know what it was. Yeah. Roguelikes didn't take off yet until Hades, and now all of a sudden every game is roguelike. And good. <laughs> and good. <laughs> so, yeah, I give it, like, a like a, like a six. It's I, not I think enough the, content. Yeah, the, the foundation good is there, but there, there needs to be more. It's, sure. it's not there yet. Yeah. For real, for real. For real, no cap. <laughs> for real, no for cap. real, no cap. Yeah. Oh my god, how much more do I have? Okay. Uh, fuck. Okay. Uh, let's do... I think I'm going to talk about Seinfeld. <laughs> so... <laughs> Seinfeld? Seinfeld. So... Oh yeah, you watched Seinfeld. I, I did forgot. watch Seinfeld. A couple of times, actually. So, one thing I do at my household is, like, even if you're not watching it and you're, like, doing other things, you have, like, noise in the background. Yeah. Which often ends up being sitcoms. So, that has been Seinfeld for the past month. So, even though I haven't seen every episode, I've seen several episodes, including the finale. And it's really funny. <laughs> it's really funny. Like, I think, like, like once I started running into the same, like, episodes, this like, multiple times, it didn't, like, be as funny as that initial first watch, but I think the show inherently does stand, like, the test of time pretty well. Like, even for it being, like, a late 80s, like, to 90s show, it's, like, still super funny, and though I'm not a New Yorker, and a lot of the setups are for New Yorkers, it's still so funny just to see, like, these asshole characters just be assholes, but, like, likable, funny assholes. Like, it's a very fun show. It's not super, like, heavy in any way. 
Like, people's, like, lives are, like, destroyed, and they play it for comedy. <laughs> it's, like, really funny. Um, which, which makes this part the worst part, which is the ending. The final episode, because, like, at the time, they were sort of taking criticisms from a lot of people. They're like, these characters don't suffer any consequences. They're giant assholes. So they're like, what if we subvert their expectations and make the finale where they have to deal with the consequences of their actions? So they end up, like, making fun of a, a fat guy for getting robbed. <laughs> and, like, they videotape it. <laughs> and for, like, and a cop comes by and is like, yeah, there's, a, there's this thing called the Good Samaritan Law. And if you have the ability to help someone, you're supposed to help them. So I'm arresting you, <laughs> and it's oh, like, wait, yeah. what? I heard about that. Yeah, I, I know. I, I, yeah. So they get arrested, yeah. Yeah. and all of the people from their past start coming in and telling them all the horrible things they've done, and so they end up like getting arrested and sent to a year of jail, and that's how it ends. I fucking hate that ending so much, because it's like. They're, they are assholes, but, like, they're likable. And it's, like, sometimes what they did was not very great. Like, they ran a guy out of business by blackmailing him with the recipe. That's fine. <laughs> or, like, they would they gave a, a wheelchair-bound woman a faulty wheelchair. What? <laughs> and it, it shows a scene of her not being able to stop the wheelchair and going down a hill. <laughs> um... There's like, there's an episode where they have a bet who doesn't masturbate the longest, and one of the uh, Jerry is dating a virgin, and she finds out <laughs> that they have this bet going, and she like leaves them. And it's like this super big like deal in the show. It's like they had a bet who wouldn't pleasure themselves the longest, and they were like, oh yeah, oh my god, it's horrible. It's like it's not that. Bad. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's like, that's a bet I make with myself every day. <laughs> like, like, the ending is just, like, so self-serious. And it's like, that's not what the show was. So it just, it, it felt, like, off-putting. But I, the whole show as a whole is, like, really funny. And just, like, there's so many lines that I just, like, that, like, stick with me. I think I'd give it, like, a, a high praise. I'd give it, like, an eight. Like a high eight. See, it's hard to it's hard for me to get into sitcoms. It's one of those few that I actually like. Like, there's no jokes, like Friends, like the Pivot one. Well, I just like hate, often the jokes are like. I just hate being told when to laugh. Sure, that's my main. That's why I fucking hate Friends because Pivot isn't fucking funny. It's not funny. Screaming Pivot is not funny. Pivot. Pivot! 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 Okay, yeah, that Ross monkey, is funny. That Ross monkey. is funny. Ross the Giga Chow. I'll give funny. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll actually give you that. Because <laughs> Ross the sex guy. He's he's, he's 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 like from what I've seen, he's very dry. He's yeah. the serious one. Yeah. <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> for the, he's the serious one. Well everyone else is goofy and silly. Ha ha ha, my mom died. Tee says Phoebe. That's <laughs> Phoebe. No, I think Seinfeld, though there is like a laugh track, 
it's not super annoying, and the writing's funny anyways, where you're sort of laughing along with them, rather than, like, laugh now, plus. <laughs> laugh now, plus. <laughs> That's just how I felt. I think it's better than Friends. <laughs> That's up to you. I don't know. <laughs> no, the best that. sitcom, I, if you want to even call it a sitcom, is Community because every episode is fucking wacky. T, he's racist. <laughs> he's racist. T, he's racist. That's bad, lol. <laughs> Lols. Uh, okay. Uh, this one will be quick. So I watched the new Bradley Cooper movie Maestro. called Maestro, and it was mid. It is not as good as A Star is Born. Um, no yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll, like, there's a whole fucking debate on my timeline of whether he's trying too hard to, like, get the Oscar and if, like, he deserves it. And those are, like, two different things. Because you could be trying hard, but, like, trying hard isn't always, like, a bad thing, you know? Like, it's better than, like, being, like, lazy or whatever. Like, people are, like, Killian Murphy deserves it because he was so, like, like, fluent and he was just, like, he's not, like, caked in makeup or whatever. And it's, like, he still tried. He spent six months with, like, dialect coaches and, like, researching his family and doing all this stuff. Like, he did basically the same stuff that Bradley Cooper did, but... They're just mad at Bradley Cooper because he's caked in makeup more, I guess. Like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, I like, I they think that debate's kind of dumb. Or I just want Killian Murphy to just be nominated. <laughs> well, I want him to be nominated, too. He is my pick to win, but if, like, Paul Giamatti or even, like, Bradley Cooper won, I wouldn't, like, hate it. I prefer another, but I'm like, yeah, he deserves it. Paul Giamatti would be funny. <laughs> he would be funny, because his... Holdovers is so good. Comedy, so. Holdovers is so good. He totally deserves it. He his One of his final lines in the movie is he calls his boss penis cancer in human form. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> fucking funny. Um, No, but Maestro's like... It's well-directed, it's, like, well-shot, and, like, the acting's fine. But, like, whenever they talk, they're talking about, like, nothing. There's, they're, like, word-vomiting. They, they just, they needed dialogue in the scene, so they just talk. And it, 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 there's, like, no interesting lines. There's no interesting structure. It's just, like, word-vomit. It's like, oh, these two get into an argument. Get into an argument. Just, just talk. <laughs> like, it's not like interestingly like written at all. Like, its pacing is like super, like random. It told me literally nothing about Leonard Bernstein or anything he represented in any way. It was just kind of there, <laughs> and so because of that, I'm gonna give it like a six. I. I don't know if... I wouldn't recommend it, I guess. It's also way too long. <laughs> and it's about Leonard Bernstein. Who cares about Oh Leonard my god. Bernstein. His accent, when he's like... Like, sometimes his accent is fine. But then when he's like really old and he's like smoking and he sounds like he's sick, he's like nasally, it bugs the shit out of me. 
He, I don't care if that's what he sounds like. It bugs the shit out of me. Like, his voice is so weird. I got 12 crack curves in my I've asshole. got lots of... Skibbity toilet syndrome. Skibbity toilet. Skibbity, skibbity toilet. Skibbity toilet. Skibbity, skibbity toilet. Here. I'll do one more. Ah, well... Well, I actually have stuff to say about these three. Should I do one more, or do you want to do your last one? Well, my last one, I actually have stuff to say, too, so either one is fine. <sighs> okay, you know what? I'll do the Iron Claw. How about that? Okay, yeah. So, I saw... I, th what? I, I will say, I do know, because my, my dad knows about him, obviously. He, he grew up with wrestling. Okay. He doesn't know the story, but he knows how it ends. Okay. So I know how it ends. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but I don't know the story. Okay. So, the Iron Claw is the story of people I don't know. I'm not a wrestler at all. I don't know history of wrestling. I'm not a wrestler. So, it follows the Von Eric family, which isn't even their real last names, I guess. They changed it to Von Eric, but... There's four brothers who become wrestlers. Three of them more so than the fourth one. The youngest wants to be a musician, but he's sort of forced into wrestling. Um, this is one of those generational trauma movies that's good, <laughs> right? I think about, like, generational trauma movies, and I just immediately think of two shitty Disney movies. <laughs> and I can't, I'm just like, it's so... Halloween Town and... No, I'm, I'm thinking of Turning Red and Encanto. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, like, in that movie, it's, like, generational trauma solved. And in this one, it's generational trauma unsolved. And I think that's way more interesting. I think that's way and more interesting. more realistic because there is no world where a parent will admit fault. Exactly. True. So, like, there's a ton of backstory I can get into that they present in the movie. I don't know if you want to hear that or if I just, like, give my thoughts on it. But what ends up happening in the movie, right? For, like, the, the, the Toulon didn't read. The four of them become wrestlers and there's, like, this curse that they mention. They're like, yeah, the Von Erics are cursed because, like, bad shit happens to us all the time or whatever. Like, uh, <clears throat> there, there used to be a fifth one, but he died when he was a kid. And so then Zac Efron became the oldest one. And then a guy that, like, was going to become, like, an international like champion was go like got like a freaking hemorrhage in his like stomach i think and he like was like puking blood and he ended up dying <laughs> before like the wrestling match and then one of them like was in a motorcycle accident and lost his foot one of them like had uh, a, like like broke his shoulder but during the surgery was sent into a coma and then like he woke up and he disappeared because like his mind wasn't there and he didn't want to live anymore so he fucking killed himself and then the guy that lost his leg like had mental breakdowns and then shot himself so Zac Efron or that, that brother in real life had Four brothers and ended up being an only child by the end. 
because all of his brothers fucking died. And his dad never took any of the blame. He's like, you should have been stronger men, right? It, it tackles toxic masculinity in a way that's, like, natural. Because Zach Efron's character has two sons. And he doesn't want to be the same way as his dad. Like, there's a scene at the end that's, like, super heartbreaking. Where, like, he's just sitting there thinking about his kids. And his sons are like, what's wrong? And he's like, I used to have brothers... And now I'm like an only child. And they're like, we'll be your brothers. And like, I started crying. <laughs> I started crying. Like, it's very depressing as a movie. But, but, it's phenomenal. I fucking loved it. Zach Efron can act? Question mark? Crazy. Have you seen High School Musical 3? No. <laughs> no, I've seen none of them. <laughs> no. I hear he's like, wasn't he Ted Bundy in a movie? Yeah. I That's never why saw that. Were one. thirsting over him for a little. I bit. never saw that one. I heard he was like good in the greatest beer run ever. I also never saw that. So this is like my introduction to good Zach Efron. <laughs> but no, he's like phenomenal in it. Like he's spectacular. Most of the side characters are like really solid. My biggest issue is the forced romance. He has a wife. But her, the wife never gets, like, anything interesting to do. She's just the wife, you know? Like, that, that always bothers me, right? If you're going to have, like, a female character, but it's sort of just, like, to develop the dude more. Like, that just, that, that irks me, you know? But that's, like, my biggest issue is that the lady doesn't have anything to do. But, like, everything else is, like, so well done. There's, like, needle drops that are, like, iconic, peak needle drops like the soundtrack slaps like all the acting's great the writing's like supernatural like not supernatural like like paranormal like it's like it's really natural feeling like it's so just well done and i would like my issue is that like sometimes it's like a little bit rushed but i'd rather be left wanting more than it overstaying its welcome you know like, sometimes biopics that are around this length are, like, too short or too long. I think this one fits right in the middle, where it doesn't show everything, and you can do your own research, but it showed you enough where you're fulfilled with the story that it was telling. So, it, I think it's just super well done. I'd give it, like, a 9. I freaking loved it. I thought all of them themselves um no one of them died of a hemorrhage one of them died because like he was well two of them died because of their mental illness and just like having to the pressure from their father zach zach efron didn't i thought he did too no he did not die they showed an image at the end of like modern day he's like still alive and he's like grandkids and he's like looking totally normal and stuff it's like he's just fine but you know there's a scene like like they show like it like moments of like the afterlife so like jeremy allen white who's the last brother to die he like is on a boat he's like going down a river and he sees at the end of the river there's like a dock with his brothers so he like meets up with them and he meets 
like the first brother of the family that died when he was young that he never met and he like met him and it was just like the most like heartbreaking scene just like all these brothers reuniting in the afterlife while like Zac Efron's just stuck like having to deal with like the pain in the real world it's like it's it's a tragic ass movie but it's super well done like I would definitely watch it again in the right mood <laughs> in the right mood <laughs> ready for a freight train for a what if you're ready for a freight train up to yes if you're ready for just a, a depression to hit you like a freight train yeah and if i want to cry i can pull up this movie for sure for real for real no i recommend it to everyone like it's so good it's so uh, good. i will probably watch it at some point because i hear it it's really good <laughs> like and i i want to see how good zach efron is he's so good. and i really like uh, toxic masculinity and movies because it's something that I don't know. Like I you like seeing like, toxic masculinity? No, not like <laughs> seeing. Well, like not not seeing, but like talking about those things. Oh yeah, like I feel like it's especially it. now with you know Andrew Tate <laughs> sure, and stuff. I sure, I feel sure. like it's just something that we need to see more. Not overexposure, but I think something needs to happen so those people can open their eyes and be like, ah shit, real, <laughs> literally so true. So yeah, but no, nine out of ten. It's probably the best thing that I saw or played or interacted with over the past two weeks. It's the best thing. All right. What was your last one? Well, my last one. So um, when I got my Switch, right, I I didn't really have that much games on it. Like way Mm -hmm. back when I first got it, besides like Breath of the Wild. And uh, yeah, I just sort of went on like a small shopping spree. Just picking up games I heard was good. I got, uh, you know, Stardew Valley. And then I I got another game that I didn't really hear anyone talk about. It was Darkest Dungeon. I just thought that was a badass name and the art direction looked really cool. And I got it and I have like 40 hours on it on the Switch. It's, uh, yeah, it's an indie game. It's Cthulhu. It's inspired by Cthulhu's books. Medieval Fantasy. It's not really medieval but like it has guns and shit and it's pretty much just it's a not really roguelike but it's management so you have to take care of your character's stress otherwise they'll go insane and they'll turn on the other people and then they'll kill all those other people it has permadeath so you have to also if you lose like a level six person you have to grind all over again (laughs) for other characters there's different classes yeah then there's different builds i just really like the stress management and the management of the first one way back when i played it i loved the first one i I, I, i'd give it like a nine but i think then the second one came out this year um it was something i just didn't really have time for because it came out during resident evil 4 then after resident evil 4 came out was it hogwarts legacy that was in february oh it was hogwarts legacy then re4 and then something else and then final fantasy 16 yeah, I just, oh, Street Fighter Six is in yeah, June too. Yeah. Street Fighter Six, yeah. I just didn't really get around to it, but I finally got it when it was on sale. The DLC just came out too already. There's a character DLC, so I, I'm like, I might as well. It's only like ten bucks, so yeah, I, I got it and uh, I played it for like ten hours now, over the week I've had it. Um, it's it's uh it gets rid of all the RPG dungeon crawler aspects from the first game and it makes it more roguelike 
roguelike, but not like roguelike like Hades, but more like Oregon Trail. Because now you're traveling a path with randomly mm. generated encounters and stuff. And this time you your characters keep all of their stats and their attacks that you learn. And it's about the Mountains of Madness. Mm. So you have to travel to the Mountains of Madness and then fight the final boss in the Mountains of Madness. And yeah, you just rinse and repeat going back and then there's you know the four different difficulties which is the four acts you know act one is easy normal hard 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 game's really challenging and this time it's more focused on relationships so you can have two characters fucking hate each other and that'll fuck you over because like one character will be super pissed the other character is doing that special attack and they'll just they'll just attack that character because <laughs> it's really stressful um, otherwise you can make two characters become lovers if you try hard enough. Um, I, I don't, I don't really have issues. I guess, I guess I just really prefer the, the, the management from the first game. I, I wish I could get attached to the characters more and then have them die. I just love it when that happens. Cause then I feel sad and depressed, <laughs> especially in games when you can't reload it. Cause like XCOM two, when a character dies, you can just reload and they'll be alive again. But, like, State of Decay or, yeah, like, Darkest Dungeon, they fucking die. It's like, I, I'm done. All right, I'll, I'll give up, up for three months, then go back, and then play for another ten hours. Yeah, it's it, it's it's good. I don't think you'd like it, but, because it's, it's hard. <laughs> what? It's it's hard. Um, I do recommend playing the first one first. I think it was on Game Pass at one point. Maybe it'll come back. It's it's up there in like my top ten for this year. Um, yeah, even if it changes a lot, I still like a lot of the changes. Because what I like about some sequels, especially like Halo or something, or Call of Duty even, like each game does something differently, so you have a reason to go back and play different ones. Unless it's the modern ones. Unless it's the modern <laughs> ones. But yeah, no, I get what you're saying. If I want to be in a, if I'm in the mood, for like yeah. Halo especially. I want to be depressed. I'll play Halo Reach. Halo Reach isn't depressing. I'm just quoting 12-year-olds. If I want to kill myself, <laughs> I'll play Halo Reach. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I, give it, I give it an 8. It's not as good as the first yet, as far as as much as I'm playing, but it's good. It's good. It's good. For real, for real. No cap. <laughs> for real, for real. It's good. Okay. Uh, voice crack. I've got <clears throat> two more. Uh, finally reaching the end. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> so, I have. Uh, oh, I think I know which one I have to save for last. So, I watched Salt Burn, the new Emerald Fennell movie. She did Promising Young Woman like three years ago. It was. Eh. And I watched Saltburn. I've heard mixed things. And I wasn't sure how I was gonna feel about it. But I was like, alright, you know what? Let's go let's go watch it. And I really liked it. I know a lot of people don't, that's totally fine. <laughs> I get why. I did weird. enjoy it. <laughs> it's pretty weird. So like the movie follows very I'll never be able to get his last name right. Is it Kyogen? I swear to God, it's Kyogen. Kogan. Kogan? I don't know. That, that sounds wrong. Kyogen. Keegan. 
like Keegan Michael. <laughs> no, I think it's Barry Keoghan. That's what I'm gonna say. So he plays like a guy. Who's? Do gay? you want spoilers? He's gay. No. Do you want spoilers? I'm never gonna watch it. <laughs> well, okay. I feel like you should watch it. Just just for your reaction. Although I'm about to spoil the weird stuff, so maybe yeah, not. Mind. So he is playing a guy that wants to like it's so weird i guess i'll go in order so he is like a loner guy that no one like talks to and one day he like helps this like really popular guy like get to like like university or in college and they become friends and when the semester's over they go to his mansion called Saltburn. And it's sort of just their relationship and the relationship with this popular kid's family. And how it all goes horribly, horribly wrong. <laughs> and he... Like, a bunch of the family is, like, dying. And you're not entirely sure why. And then you get to the end and they do, like, a recap... And, like, like I don't even know how he knew the mansion existed. But he somehow knew it existed. And so he purposefully, like, popped this popular kid's tire to give him the bicycle to get to know him. And then when he got there, he was, like, do like he was, like, masterminding, like, his way to, like, own this mansion. I guess. So he, like, <laughs> so he, like, poisoned the popular kid's beer at a party and he dies and then like his sister's like super depressed and she's like in a bathtub and he doesn't even say anything weird he just puts like a razor down as like an implication and then she ends up killing herself in the bathtub <laughs> and like like the dad character's like old and he dies and then he like rekindles like, his relationship with, like, this popular kid's mom. Because she, like, sees him as, like, a son or something. And then he ends up, like... Like, she ends up, like, get, catching a disease and dying. And he somehow weasels his way into getting the will. And he ends up owning this mansion. And, like, that's how it ends. Like, I don't know how he knew about it. I don't know, like, why he was so obsessed with this mansion. He just did. He just wants Does to. Does he know that... The, the implications of paying the house? <laughs> Does How he, is he going to pay I mean, for it? Is he stupid? Is he stu well, they're rich. So if he got, oh, I guess. like, the mansion, they probably and got the fortune as well. What happens if he runs out of the money, though? Uh, real. Good question. So I actually skipped over the weird parts. Yeah, I thought, like, there were parts where he was, through the marketing, that I just assumed, like, it was, like, some sort of, like surreal gay romance so he <laughs> it, it presents itself as that but like he doesn't like any of them he fucking hates them he just wants to like have this mansion like he, but like i think he does like them like in a weird sadistic way so like this kid jerks like the popular kid jerks off in the bathtub when he's like taking a bath and then the kid comes in and, like, licks the bathtub. Why? <laughs> I don't know why. He just does. Or, like, 
Oh my god. So the popular kid's sister, like, entices this kid. And so he ends up eating her out. But she's, like, on her period. And so it cuts to a shot of him in the bathtub where he's got, like, blood around his mouth. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it's so bizarre. I couldn't explain to you, like, why that was happening. Like, clearly it was, like, manipulation. He was using tactics to, like, wrap him around his thumb. But it Why was did he so- lick the... The bathtub. What does that have to do with manipulation? I don't know, because he didn't see it. I couldn't tell you. But, like, he lied, because, like, he said, like, oh, yeah, I'm not rich, and, like, my dad's dead, and my mom's, like, an alcoholic. But then the popular kid's like, I found out where your mom lives. We're going to try to, like, rekindle this relationship. Turns out he was just, like, lying, and his dad's fine. His mom's not an alcoholic, and he's rich. (laughs) He just fucking lies. And it's like, really, it's like, I, I, I don't know how to describe, like, why I like the movie. But it's, like, so bizarre. And just, like, like so, like, dumb. And also, like, I, I don't know. Like, and the, here's what I'll say. The story is the weakest part. But, like, everything else around it is, like, so good. The acting is, like, really good. The cinematography is, like, fucking crazy. They're doing, like, reverse upside-down shots. They're doing, like, fractured shots where, like, it's in a mirror, but it's, like, the side of a mirror, and, like, there's, like, a bunch of different versions. This is the same guy. It's, like, really cool stuff. And, like, it's, like, super, like, well-paced. The score slaps. Like, it's, like, an inherently well-made movie, and, like, the story is, like, the weirdest part. But I don't even, like, hate weird. Because, like, the weird that this movie, like, gives you is just, like, so, like, random that it's kind of funny. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I, I liked it. I know how I described it. It might not sound like I like it, but I kind of like uh, it. It sounds nuts. And I don't like nuts. <laughs> you don't like nuts? That's boring. <laughs> it's boring. Like, bizarre, but it makes no sense. It's really weird. <laughs> I, I I think I'd give it like a soft eight. Like I do like it quite a bit. Um, I've just been putting off one thing. So I watched Rebel Moon Part One, A Child of Fire. So you're a rebel head now, like me. Okay. So I had heard bad things. People were dunking on it. I didn't like any of the trailers. But I'm like, you know what? I enjoyed some of his movies, right? I didn't hate Zack Snyder's Justice League. Like, Man of Steel is, like, weird. It's, like, fine, right? Like, I don't hate him, like, as a person. His works are, like, really weird. I think he's a great person. I think he's funny. As as for his directing. Although, I fucking hated (laughs) army of the dead so you know t- t- let that be as you will so i watched rebel moon and i hated it so fucking much <laughs> like i was like just bored but like i will preface i was drinking when i was watching this movie <laughs> so i don't know 
So you didn't get the full Snyder experience. No, I totally did. I think you're supposed to be drunk when you're watching this. Oh <laughs> I think gosh. you're supposed to be drunk. So, like, no. After a couple of seltzers and beers later, right, I'm watching this movie. And I'm. it's not like I started drunk. I progressively got that way. <laughs> the movie was happening. But the movie itself is so bad. <laughs> so fucking bad. It's... Like, you can tell he just wanted to be dark and gritty and edgy. And the movie has no character. And everything in the movie is so flat. And nothing is interesting. He sets up this world. It's like, there was this king and queen. They have a royal army and they're fighting insurgents. And, like... That like, sounds fucking awesome. That's bad! It's that so ass! Awesome. <laughs> like, it's... Oh, all of the characters are, like, one-dimensional. They're not even two-dimensional. Like, one-dimensional. I don't know what you're talking They're, like, 40. They're, like, <laughs> next <laughs> level. <laughs> oh, my God. His writing is just impeccable. Stop. <laughs> I know you're... Ch- stop. <laughs> no. It's so ass. I couldn't believe... Like, some of the VFX were, like, fine. And then other times, it looked like fucking dog water. <laughs> it was so, like, inconsistent. And, like, the music was so generic. Every single line of dialogue was the most Snydery shit ever. Where he tries to, like, add weight to, like, the most d- dumbest fucking lines ever. Or, like, he'll, like, sp- like they'll have tangents about, like, lore and backstory. But it doesn't mean anything. And, like, it's a sci-fi story. And then all of a sudden there's, like, magic in it. Like, like, a girl just brings back a bird from the dead. How the fuck did that happen? In a world with, like, me- like creatures and, like, sci-fi. Where, like, they're, like, implementing, like, people's brains back into, like, consciousness and stuff. It's just, there's just magic now. Right? And every character is useless. There's a guy from this farming world that, like, looks like Han Solo... And he's, like, trying to be Han Solo, but without, like, the fucking charisma and without, like, the good writing or acting. So he's just, like, the most bare-bones white guy you've ever seen. They have a Native American be the guy that can talk to animals. I just don't think we've seen the same movie. I don't think you've seen (laughs) the movie. (laughs) Like, it's... Oh, my God. The villain... It's so... He's not even on the nose anymore. He's like, oh, he's just dressed up like a Nazi. Yep. <laughs> he's just like a Nazi. And he's like, like one of the greatest villains in fiction. Okay. Ever. I need you to stop. Okay. <laughs> stop okay. talking. I don't, I don't get where you're coming. Right? He fucking dies. And then he comes back to life at the end. And you're like, what? Why? Because, like, it ends. They kill the threat. And they go back to their farm world. And then it cuts to him... Like, in this, like, p- like floating pool thing. And they're like, yeah, we, we're gonna bring him back. We're gonna bring his consciousness back. And so his, like, fucking consciousness is sent to, like, the afterlife. Where he's talking to, like, this king. And then he, like, comes back. And then he's just, like, alive again. I'm like, I don't fucking know how they do it! Oh, my God. Okay, most... Okay, Ray Fisher is in it for, like, five minutes. And he is the only main character that fucking dies, and he's the black guy. (laughs) 
He's the leader of the insurgents. And he shows up at the end of the second act. And he dies in the third act. And you're supposed to give a shit. Like, fuck you. I don't give a shit. I don't remember his name. He's just like, I believe in these insurgents. We must fight them. And then, like, they come across a ship. And he, like, stabs the guy in the ship. And then he dies. Oh, no. Boo-hoo. Boo-hoo. Dude. Oh, my God. The pacing is so bad. They're just going from point A to point B. But instead of, like, Star Wars, where where they're going is interesting. Or, like, the characters are cool. Everyone's boring. And it's shot like it's a fucking dumpster. It's all just gray and bland and gross. And then they just have boss fights of people for no reason. They fight like a woman that's like a spider. And it spends like five minutes on this fight. But there's no fucking reason. Because, like, they're just trying to recruit, like, this lady. But, like, she's useless in the story. It's just padding. And there's no reason for anyone to be in the fucking movie. And then you get to, like, the main character, right? Is she interesting? No, she's not interesting. She just like knows everything and she is like she wins every fight and she just is good at everything and she just fucking has no personality and i swear to god uh, i can't i don't i can't <laughs> he broke me he fucking broke me it was so bad that by the time the ending happened and the guy came back to life, I just, like, gave up. My soul left my fucking body. And I'm like, I can't. I'm free! See. I'm free! Snyder is our god. No, fuck oh, no. Oh. No, it you left see. my body because of how atrocious <laughs> it was. And, like, I texted you this. There was a shot where, like, the main character is, like, on the battlefield with, like, a flag, and it's, like, slow-mo, and there's, like, gunfire, and, like, it's, the, it's supposed to be the badass shot. It's the best scene in the And I character. swear to God, he's, he, he storyboarded it, and he fucking came when he was drawing it. He came when he saw it. When they got onto the set, he fucking came when it happened. All he does is fucking come for slow motion! The movie is, like, 10% slow motion in a two-hour-long movie. 10% of it is shots where they're going, oh, and it's like supposed to be like this cool action shot, but the action is so fucking unchoreographed. Every bad guy lets themselves get killed. The main character is just like, oh, I'm free from shackles somehow. Now I'm going to kill you and no one's going to kill me because I'm a protagonist. I have plot armor. And I swear to God, this movie is so slow for a two hour movie. It's the most fucking horrifically paced thing. I was only being able to do this because I was, like, drunk. I swear to God. Me, like, getting up and just not... I didn't even pause it. I just let it play as I would go, like, drink more. <laughs> like, I just get up and go grab more stuff. By the end, like, as that scene's happening, my soul's leaving my body, I'm just, like, lying on the couch. I'm just like, I can't do this anymore. I'm, I'm defeated. I'm fucking defeated. I can't. I can't. I can't see the next one. I can't yes, see the director's cut. I fucking can. can't. Yes, you can. Yes. You have to as a rebel head. 
Netflix probably stepped in and was like, hey, you can't do this. We're going to edit the movie for you. That's probably what they did. Now we have to wait for the true director's cut. His true vision of what this film was supposed to be. I'm going to kill myself. And only <laughs> then, only then will you raise it to a two. What? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I can't... It was bad at two hours. How's it going to be good at three hours? What? <laughs> like, hell no. They're going to add more lore than we still fucking sense. If the director's cut adds a personality, then I'm all for it. But everyone's a bland cracker that does nothing and means nothing the entire story. That's the point. <laughs> oh, it's not. You're just not a Snyder head like me. Why? You fell so low. You used to love Snyder. Fuck you. Now you're, not... just, now you're just a gun cultist. <laughs> has nothing to do with guns. Yeah, it has <laughs> nothing to do. See, I one. Actually... One, 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 one. One what? out of ten. Zero out <laughs> Negative I... ten out of ten. There... This movie's so bad. I've seen no one. Not even Snyder had to defend the movie. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's so <laughs> bad that even they're like, yeah, no, no, we're not, we're not. And I think even the Rebel Moon subreddit is going fucking insane. That's what you get for celebrating a movie before it even fucking comes out. Like, oh, yeah, Zack Snyder can do no wrong. Let's make a subreddit, guys. <laughs> Admiral Noble is a descendant of Dr. Crocker? I'm not even gonna laugh. I can't, I can't fucking How do you know who that guy is? This sub should be renamed to Snyder Hate because I see is hate for that. Did everyone miss the preview for Scargiver? It's a first movie which introduced us to the lore. I get the their problems with movie... But which movie doesn't have those? Don't worry. They are just here to hate on Snyder. They are going to watch part two. They are fans. What? No. You can see... Even, like, the people that hate it... Hate it less than I do. <laughs> Simply put. It is a giant fucking disaster in every single way. And How do you explain this, anti-Snyder head? Oh my god, dude, stop. Rebel Moon is the number one movie in the world. Wow, that's if like that happens to every Netflix movie that comes out, I swear. We want to know what else was the number one movie in the world? The Gray Man. Peak. <laughs> oh, I can't... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Vagina. Uh, I don't know what anyone is talking about here. So. No, that's my final oh, review. Oh, fuck. This guy right here, he gets an ad for Rebel Moon, and he reports it for low quality. <laughs> So, no. I got yelly and mad. I'm sorry. Um, it was so bad. I hated it. 
one out of ten. Um, yeah. I, I'm not even going to say wasted potential. Oh, there no, was no potential. guy is alive. Which guy? Ray Fisher is alive. What? He was in a trailer for Scargiver, whatever Scargiver is. I'm going to fucking kill myself. You fuck... Okay, <laughs> God damn it. Oh, of course. There's no death. You know what? You know what? It's either there's no death and nothing means anything... Or they kill someone off, but just happens to be side characters that mean fucking nothing. Ah, uh, dude, <laughs> how he was shot like three times and he fell into the abyss. How the fuck is he alive? Uh, I will watch Scargiver, and I will give it another one out of ten. <laughs> I will give it another one is out of ten. Is the trailer out for Scargiver? Yes. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Already? Yes! It comes out in April! Why not just make them two parts? Why not just, like, make them one... Like a miniseries or something? Because it has to be a movie, but then he has to release the director's cut. <laughs> it should have been R-rated. Wanna know why? Because there's, like, throat slitting and people getting split in half, and there's, like, no blood. It's like when Black Panther did that same thing. Where he's like, got the fucking lady and his throat cuts it, and there's like nothing. And she just falls over and dies. They do the exact same thing in this movie. Right? There's a, a fight in a barn, and she's like going around killing people. But it's just like, it looks like a fucking, like, like a, like a little pillow hitting him. It's like a little, oh, little tickle. little tickle. You see this as a Star Wars movie like it was originally pitched? Uh, there's lightsabers in one scene. Yes. And they were pointless. Like, she stabs the fucking spider lady. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Well, the side character that I forgot the name of that was literally fucking useless the rest of the movie stabbed the spider lady with the freaking lightsabers. Why are they lightsabers? I don't know. It's just building up the characters so you know them in the next one. Well, I don't fucking remember that. <laughs> there was no... What, what was their name? Jade... Jay Baruchel. Jonesy. Jay Baruchel. Jay Baruchel. <laughs> the main character of Rebel Moon. You're just not a rebel head. No! I'm not! <laughs> this was so bad! Only fans You know what? You know what? He should make good movies. <laughs> Only true fans can appreciate Rebel Head. Wow! You were a fan before it came out? That's crazy. Wow. I was a fan of the trailers before it came out. <laughs> I was a fan of the movie because it was from a guy that I praise blindly. He's such an amazing director. I'm gonna fucking kill myself. I don't know what he does, but he obviously sucks Christopher Nolan's dick off. For real. <laughs> they probably have a bromance. They probably are in a gay love affair. They have a love boner for each other. They fucking... They def... Yeah. Who do you think does it in the ass? Uh, Chris is definitely a top. <laughs> Zaddy Chad's a little submissive femboy. Because <laughs> he's the dark and gritty one. Put it in, Dad. <laughs> okay. I'm done. I'll give you my little Oppenheimer. <laughs> I'm gonna make your world interstellar. <laughs> Get ready for this inception. <laughs> I can't. I fucking can't. What you're about to experience is the prestige.
<laughs> that made no fucking sense. <laughs> You're about to experience insomnia because of how much I'm going to fuck you. <laughs> Oh gosh, you're such a man of steel. I'm done. <laughs> no. No. It's over. End it. End Do the you podcast. Want, how about we watch men before we go? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. No. No. Oh yeah, sucker punched me harder. <laughs> Oh, you're gonna make me do an army of dead. What? That didn't even make sense. How would army of the dead even work? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you remind me of Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. So, you remind me of shit? (laughs) You remind me of shit. No. We have to end it, unless you've got something. I've oh, got yeah. Else. You're definitely the Dark Knight. Your Dark Knight rises. <laughs> Your Dark Knight rises in me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, start, it starts with Bat- Batman Begins, and then Chris takes off his pants. <laughs> the Dark Knight rises. <laughs> Dark Knight Rises in my <laughs> I'm gonna rebel moon you. What? <laughs> oh my god. I'm done. It's Joe. It's so Joe. Oh, that's oh, I'm crying, dude. Holy shit. I'm gonna give you a little Oppenheimer present in the buckle. That doesn't even make sense. I'm gonna give you a bomb in the buckle. Here are the tenants before we have sex. <laughs> that didn't work. That was bad. I'm gonna make make you want to relive your inception. Whoa. <laughs> Hold on. Oh my god. I would have done Kirk these nuts in your mouth. <laughs> Uh, I'm not even going to be able to fit that owl one in. I don't know how that's going to fucking work. You are uh, the legend of the Guardians. (laughs) (laughs) You really are the legend of the Guardians. (laughs) Oh, okay. The legends of the Guardians of Gahul? Is that the name of the fucking? No, it's legend of the legends. Legend of the guardians, the owls of Gahul. (laughs) Bit of a mouthful. Can't believe I directed that. I can't. Oh, I'm crying, dude. Okay. All right, it's peak. Yeah. Oh crap. Uh, Chili Marty sixty nine on Twitter. Chill Mart on Spotify. Chill Mart podcast on YouTube and the real Chill Mart on Instagram. Oh, brain fart. Uh, Pogger. 